You're listening to Talk the Talk with Bill Newman and Buzz Eisenberg, WHMP. Tomorrow, it is the SciTech Cafe. We have with us today in the studio, Kirsten Nordstrom, Mount Holyoke College Professor of Physics, and Professor Spencer Smith, who is going to be presenting at the SciTech Cafe tomorrow with an amazing, I mean amazing, uh, title for a talk on something that is going to explain the universe to us. So, Kristen Nordstrom, <laughs> let's start with you for a bit. Uh, tell our listeners who don't know what the SciTech Cafe, what it is, where it is, and why it is, and then let's hear a bit about, if you would please, what tomorrow's talk is going to enlighten us about. Professor. All right. Thank you, Bill, for the intro. Yeah, SciTech Cafe is a monthly public lecture series where we bring a scientist in and just have them talk about what interests them. So this happens um, in East Hampton Abandoned Building Brewery. Uh, it will happen tomorrow, Wednesday, January 31st. Doors will open at 6 p.m. Talk will start around 6.30, completely free. Uh, we do this as um, part of our NSF, National Science Foundation, broader impacts criteria. So we're outreaching uh, our science to the public getting kids involved, getting all ages involved, really. Um, in fact, our audience tends to skew a little more to the adult side. Um, and we have with us, I have conned one of my colleagues, <laughs> Professor Spencer Smith, who is also a professor of physics at, at Mount Holyoke, to talk about um, active matter mixing and saltwater taffy. I did not ask specifically for those topics. He gave that list as his title. Uh, so, Spencer, why don't you explain, you know, 20 seconds or so what you're going to talk about tomorrow? Oh, I don't know if I can put it all into 20 seconds, <laughs> but uh, I, I study mixing, uh, mixing phenomena in fluids, um, so in the ocean, um, mixing in industrial applications, things like that, and I try to quantify mixing. And one of the uh, places that you can really viscerally see mixing is in uh, saltwater taffy. If you've never had this before, go to like a seaside resort, um, you have you know this chewy taffy. And the way that it's, it's made, I mean, it's really very light. And that comes from stretching and folding and stretching and folding. And it turns out that uh, a lot of work went into producing the machines in like the early 20th century uh, that made this taffy. And there's a lot of interesting mathematical principles behind it. Actually, I have an interesting anecdote for you all about a Supreme Court decision that involved this. I know you all are uh, uh, lawyers, so tried to find something that was tangentially uh, related. Um, so in this uh, mixing, I wanted to also uh, talk about what's called active matter. Um, and this is a really big hot area in physics right now. And what it is in a nutshell is, in, usually in physics, you think about a bunch of particles that are bouncing around. In active materials, those particles actually uh, can move on their own. So you, a quintessential example is like a flock of birds. You have a big flock of birds like starlings, a murmuration of starlings. They move around and they produce really interesting patterns. Um, and here, I'm gonna talk about a particular active matter system that, uh, that you can use some of these ideas and mathematical notions of mixing to explain. And in a very certain sense, this active matter system will mix as efficiently as possible. What, what does it mean for uh, mixing to be efficient? Well, and is, and is that our, is that our goal or is, is... Well, a, a good goal. So like an example that I think maybe everybody has a little bit of, um, uh, maybe 
familiarity with is if you've ever baked bread. So you that can take, kneading, that kneading yeah, kneading process. the dough. What, what do you do to knead the dough? You stretch it out and you fold it. You stretch it out and you fold it. And you do that over and over again. You wouldn't just take a, a blob of dough and sort of just, uh, you know, uh, I don't know, turn it around or something like that. You want to actually be able to, like if you're putting in, I don't know, uh, cinnamon or something for your babka, you want to be able to distribute it uniformly. And the key to doing that is stretching it and folding it, and you can measure how well that is done. There's a, a very um, uh, precise way that you can measure. How That's a great example because uh, it changes its character as you knead it. It, it mm -hmm. starts off really sloppy and sticking to your fingers, and eventually, mm -hmm. magically, it becomes mm -hmm. what it's supposed to be. Yeah, yeah. And Spencer, so what's the? You talked about active matter. What? What is the active matter? Like, so it's it's obvious you're not studying bird flocks, right? <laughs> no. Okay. That was just sort of the the, the easiest uh, example of this. Um, there's one very beautiful system uh, that's been around for about, oh, I think, about 15 years now. And it's uh, what's called an active pneumatic. And to very briefly describe what the system is, um, inside your cells, you have uh, these little... Uh, little microtubules. They basically are sort of like the scaffolding for your cells. And the scientists who made up the system were able to uh, collect a bunch of these out of the cells. And when you put them together with these tiny, what are called micromolecular motors, they sort of walk along these microtubules. Um, you can have them connect up and these little tiny microtubules slide past each other. And when you sort of zoom out and look at the system, what it looks like is a bunch of bundles that are extending outwards and getting uh, squished in the other direction. When you confine these to two dimensions, uh, you get this really beautiful swirling pattern that moves around mm. on its own. All is you it, have to do is put in energy. Does ATP. it kind of look like a screensaver from the 90s? Yeah, you okay. can really look at okay. it and sort of space out for a while. <laughs> okay. I, I do that all the time. <laughs> all right. Yeah, I, I think the, the presentation tomorrow might be very visual and beautiful. In fact, you, you kind of... I, I know some of your um, interests lie in the field of art, right? Yeah, so, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, I, I actually originally got into physics sort of from an aesthetic response to, um, to the ideas in physics and sort of the beauty of the phenomena in physics as well. And in fact, I even teach a, a class over at Mount Holyoke, uh, first year seminar on the intersection of art and physics. So it's something I think about quite a bit. Hmm. And um, do, you, do you know anything about, so... We're, we're at Abandoned Building Brewery tomorrow. Yep. Um, do you know anything about the physics of beer? <laughs> I, I wish I knew more about the physics of beer. Um, <laughs> but yes. I, uh, I would, I, 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 I'm on to the same uh, 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 kind of uh, next programming that uh, uh, Professor Kristen Nordstrom is, which is I'd like to know more about the practical application mm of what you were talking about with my Professor Spencer Smith. Because sure. I was fascinated to know that physics actually explains saltwater taffy. I mean, I find that really helpful. But what are the other practical applications of what we're talking about here? Absolutely, absolutely. So the, some of the tools that I've developed for you know, thinking about mixing, quantifying mixing, uh, where they really are impactful is for instance, describing and understanding the amount of mixing that's going on in the ocean or in the atmosphere. These are all crucial systems for understanding, say, uh, climate and climate change. So when you hear uh, climate physicists or climate scientists talking about what it's going to be like in the next, I don't know, 50 years or so, they rely on these very large models 
these large physics-based models. And a very crucial component of those models is how different things get mixed. So for instance, in the ocean, northern latitudes, it's colder, uh, you know, it's warmer in, in around the equator. How do those temperatures get mixed and the transport of fluid? So all of these things you need to know and have good a good handle on how mixing occurs. And a more sort of, I guess, uh, <laughs> industrial side of things, you could also say that it's really important in industry. So imagine that you're uh, you know, creating a, a pharmaceutical. What you want to do is have all these multiple components that go into it, but you really need every single little uh, you know, dose of it to have exactly the same proportions of what you put in. And so that requires a very efficient, a very good mixing machine in order to do that. So uh, a lot of mixing machines are built on some of these principles that I'm uh, going to be talking about. Hmm. Okay. Um, is there, um, you're talking about climate change in the ocean. Is there, mm -hmm. um, what about like how, I've heard about like garbage patches in the ocean. Does this have <laughs> anything to do with that? Sure. <laughs> sure. So I, I guess kind of, um, in addition to areas that might mix a lot, and you might think about in terms of a high amount of stretching and folding, uh, going back to the baking example, stretching and folding now of, of fluid material in the ocean, you can have areas that have very little stretching and folding. And those we typically think of, uh, I mean, the technical term is a coherent structure, but basically like a big vortex, a big gyre. And those can trap material. Those can trap things like uh, plastic in the case of the giant Pacific uh, garbage patch. <laughs> so understanding how those work and what are the barriers to fluid transport um, is also another uh, part of this for sure. Hmm. Yeah, I guess I, I have a question. Go ahead. I have a question. This is, this is really remedial. This is for the not, you know, this is for the liberal arts majors you, <laughs> that you, you teach. Please, Professor Spencer Smith. Are there some constants here? I mean, is there something about mixing in the ocean that is the same as mixing in the saltwater taffy production, or is everything very separate? Um, so there definitely are some similarities. So the way that I, I think could be good to um, think about both of these actually goes to another thing that I think is in my title, which uh, is, is braiding. And what this is a... so. I don't know about you, I, I actually have absolutely no hair, so <laughs> I, I, I don't have as much practical experience with braids, uh, although I do, I do have a nine-year-old daughter, so I, 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 do oh, have some I do have some practical experience. But um, So braiding is an area of mathematics that sort of talks about all the possible ways that you could take strands and wind them about each other, and how you connect this to, uh, to fluids um, is really interesting. So imagine that you have out in the ocean you're tracking a bunch of buoys or something like that. Um, so as and, time goes and on. And we're going to have, we're gonna, I, I sure. need to interrupt you, Professor. Of I'm course. sorry. You can tell us. I can't wait to hear more of it tomorrow night <laughs> got it. Uh, at the at SciTech Cafe. But we got to run. Uh, if you would, please, Kristen Nordstrom, when and where again? One more time, please. Abandoned Building Brewery tomorrow, Wednesday, January 31st, 6.30 p.m. is the talk. Doors, 6 p.m. Free admission. Come on out. Fascinating.